Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. I want to welcome you, everybody listening to Queen Chronicles. This is your girl, Lysandra. I'm going to open up in prayer really quick. I have a message that has been on my heart this week from the Lord, and I want to title it, Do You Agree With God? We're looking at this lesson from the scope of the parable of the wise and foolish virgins. If you would take a moment and we're going to do something a little bit different. If you would get your study Bible or and or a notebook, something to write with and something to write on, pen or pencil, whatever you prefer. I'm going to go on ahead and pray. And then I'm going to ask you to gather those things. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I lift up every person that is listening to the sound of my voice right now in Jesus' name. I decrease so that you may increase within me, Lord God. Lord, make this a personal word, a rhema word, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, for your word goes forth out of your mouth and it will never, never turn return to you void or unproductive, but it will accomplish everything that you set for it to do. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, set the captive free while we are talking and fellowshipping with one another over this podcast. God, use it for your kingdom, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, I yield as your vessel and I pray that you would anoint the listener in the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you for meeting their needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And Lord, I thank you that we will be doers of your word and not just hearers only, but God, we will do whatever you tell us to do in Jesus name. Lord, lay it upon the hearts of your people to receive your word. Thank you that it is falling on good ground in Jesus name. Amen. Turn with me to Matthew 25 and we're going to start at verse one. So when I pose the question, do you agree with God? There are so many people that pray a prayer or make a request. And I'm giving you a minute to get your Bible and your uh, Bible study tools while I uh, um, set a preface for, for the message that I believe that God wants to say at this point in time in this podcast. Do you really agree with God when you pray a prayer? Do you believe That God's word is yes and amen to you. Do you believe that God is going to do what you actually asked him? Do you believe that God is able? Hallelujah. So we're just going to dive right in. And what in the world does the parable of the wise and foolish virgins have to do with agreeing with God? Do you agree that when you became a Christian, that you are now God's address and the Messiah, which means the anointed one now lives on the inside of you. Therefore, you are an anointed individual. Do you believe that? Because there are a lot of people that profess to be Christian, but they are not believers. So let's go on ahead. I hope that you have your Bible and your Bible study tool right now, because we are diving on in. So for chapter Matthew 25, verse one, then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to 10 virgins who took out their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. 
Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Verse three, those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Circle that verse or write it down. We're going to go back to it. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Circle that word with. Verse five, but while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. Go back and circle that word all. Verse six, at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Verse seven, then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, meaning they turned them on. Go back and circle the word all. Verse eight, and the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. Verse nine, but the wise answered, no, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell it and buy it for yourselves. Verse 10, and while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut. Go back and circle that word ready. We're going to come back to that. Verse 11, afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the son of man is coming. The Lord's word is a blessing to his people. Now I want to emphasize oil. Firstly, back in verse, verse three, I had you circle that verse because those that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. So what is oil? It is symbolic of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. What was anointed in the Old Testament? We see the word anointed used for anointing kings and anointed priests. That was to anoint somebody in their office and their function. They're sanctified and set apart for the use of the Lord is what that means. Oil was also used for beautification, as we see for Queen Esther. She was bathed in precious oils for a year, even before she went to go and see the king. So the word anoint means smearing. It's something that is set apart for the use of God. And we think of smearing, we think of God's stamp of approval is what anointing is. So in Christianity, we throw this word anointing around like it is uh, like it is a, a packet of ketchup. It's just, here you go. Here's anointing. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Put this on your fries. Here you go. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So the word Messiah means the anointed one. And when you get saved, when you receive Christ as your Lord and savior, the anointed one comes and lives on the inside of you. That means you are anointed and you are as anointed as you're ever going to get. Hallelujah. Because what the, the work of Christ that God did is once and for all. We are all anointed. So, with us being anointed, we are also, the Bible says, joint heirs. One and the same. We are not divine unto ourselves, but we are the vessels that God uses. I could go deeper into this subject because being a vessel is just like you think of um, a cup or a bowl is something that has a purpose. That's what a vessel is. We all have a purpose that is used of God. But when God works through the church, the hands of God are the church. You and I are the real church. There are different 
uh, denominations that God did not set up, man did. There are different religions. God did not set that up, man did. So when we speak about oil, the more expensive oil is means it was harder to harvest. Stay with me here. With the woman that anointed Jesus's feet with her, with her oil and washed his feet with her hair. I'm sorry. She anointed Jesus with the oil. She washed his feet with her tears, dried them with her hair. So I think of that C.C. Winans song that was that she sang years ago. Um, so with that being said, what in the world were the disciples so mad at? And why am I going from virgins to, to this one lady? Stay, stay with me. I'm still on the anointing, still on the anointing. So what the disciples were so confused about is why in the world is she wasting this oil? You washing, you know, anointing you and washing your feet with her hair. I mean, what is this girl doing? She is crazy. That oil was expensive that she had. If the perfume of it could fill a room, the vessel that it was, that it was kept in spikenard was very expensive. It was worth a year's wages. Could you imagine for those of us that do not make six figure incomes, your whole, whatever income ratio you make, whatever the amount of income you make, could you imagine working a whole year and whatever you have at the end of that year, giving it away? So what this woman did for Jesus, she wasn't, he said she was anointing him for his burial. The disciples were confused. They were confused why she used a year's worth of wages and oil on him. And he said, what she did for me was precious. And I'm paraphrasing this at this point, the vessel that was used in alabaster box, um, when we see products that are contained in glass or especially with my background that is in beauty, I've been a cosmetologist for 20 years and there are still a lot of beauty care brands that keep their products in glass. They will not compromise and put the products in plastic. Why? Because plastic will change the molecular structure and alter the integrity of the product. Stay with me. Listen to me through your spiritual ears. Hallelujah. The vessel that Mary had the oil in was made of alabaster because that oil that she had was so expensive is because it has been purified. It has been aged. It is the purest of pure. It is not watered down. There's no condensation in it. The reason why it's packaged the way that it is, the reason why the vessel has to be is so pure. So the contents remain pure. And as you and I, as vessels, the more pure we stay, the more ready we stay through relationship, not religion, not tradition, not uh, regurgitating something that somebody told us because we were not called to be a parrot. We were called to be a person of purpose. Excuse me for popping my pee if I hurt your ears, if you're listening through your headphones. The reason that we are called to purpose is because God had a purpose before the foundations of the earth were laid for Jesus Christ, before he became to earth, before he came to earth, he was the anointed one. So now that he lives on the inside of you and me, it is so important for us to live holy. What this woman was doing was not only anointing Jesus for his burial. She is saying, I'm pouring out my best because you are God's best. Hallelujah. I'm pouring this, this oil out because I don't care about my work that put, that I put in to buy this oil. 
compared to knowing you, it's absolutely nothing. This same woman was also demon possessed at one point in time before she was a disciple. Before you were saved, what were you? Before this woman was a disciple, she was demon possessed. She was lost. She could have possibly been involved in prostitution. Who knows what, what she was involved in before she met Jesus. He changed her life for an eternity. And that oil was the least I could do. It's the least she could do. It's pour out my best. How many of us are pouring out God's best? Do you agree with God? Are you pouring out the best for him? When I come to church and I see people that are content in sitting still, I'm not talking about those people that physically have, have a problem with, with getting up. But when I go to church and I see the miracles going forth and I hear, you can hear, hallelujah, when, when people are on one accord, you can hear angels want to respond. You can hear through praise and worship when the atmosphere is different from the front of the building to the back. You can hear things shift and things change. But for, for those of us in the body of Christ, just to take that as me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, you know what? I hate it when people are so arrogant and they say, you know, I'm so used to the anointing. I'm just so used to God moving like, uh huh. Cause he's, he just, this is just how he prefers to use me. He's not using anybody else this way. Mm -hmm. You might be used. Are you ready? Hallelujah. Glory to God. So back to verse three, when people, when those who were foolish took their lamps and had took no oil with them, they don't know through relationship. They don't know how amazing, how stupendous. I am one woman. I am so happy to be saved. Never been happier. I love being a Christian. I love getting up early in the morning before uh, God used to put it when um, when he would he would say, you know, you need to get up in the morning with me and be with me before the world touches you. Before you start rolling over, scrolling through your phone, answering through social media with people that don't even know who the real you are, who the real you is, are, however that goes. <laughs> For people that don't even know the real you, you got 50 million followers. However, how many of them know your middle name? Know who your mother and father is? How many of those million followers actually know who you are? Thank you. Case closed. So with God knowing exactly who you are, how would you not? I don't understand people that how could not, how could they not get up early in the morning, pour out their best. And that doesn't mean I'm a perfect person. That doesn't mean I do everything correctly. It means I'm constantly in fellowship. I'm constantly growing. I'm constantly in, in, if you're in a place in a real relationship with God, he gets to be more and more amazing. He becomes bigger and bigger. He becomes more and more God in your life as you go on throughout your life that I don't even understand. I don't have nothing in common with people that don't bring their oil. You didn't bring your oil to the party. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, living the Christian life is the high life. Cause how many people, I don't know. I don't hear about too many people rapping about, Oh, God saved me. And God did this, that, and the word for me. I don't hear too many praise reports being rapped nowadays, but only if they knew how they're going to do that. If they don't see a pure vessel that's carrying oil and more about the oil, the more expensive the oil is the harder the harvest. So a lot of oil, I'm going to use, um, uh, olives for an example, olive oil is pretty common. Mm -hmm. When you start getting into precious oils like, um, avocado oil and different oils that are more expensive is because they're harder to harvest. Oil has to be pressed and pressed until the liquid comes out. Oil is kind of the blood of the olive. 
Oil is kind of the blood of seeds. So when the oil mixes, oh, come on now. If you press your fingertips to a glass surface, how do you, how does, how does your fingerprint get left? It's because of the oil that's in your skin. Everything in God's creation creates oil. Everything that is living and breathing in creation creates oil. So all these plants, there's palm oil, there's, uh, there's pine oil. I've seen all types of oil. There's only one anointing. And it's amazing how some people want to get close to you just because of your oil. If you have ever been, I've been many places that have many different types of diversities. And I remember years ago, I was walking in this really, really high-end shopping mall and this group of people, they looked like they were from Saudi Arabia. They were male and female. They walked past me. They smelled heavenly. I do not know to this day what that was, but I just know that the oil, the more expensive the oil, the more concentrated. A lot of people in other countries, they don't spray perfume. They use oil. Why it sticks a lot better. It's not in the atmosphere as much. Uh, some oils that you that you put on your body topically, they end up getting into your pores and they just smell this, oh, this wonderful, beautiful fragrance. It, I mean, it was like sandalwood and amber and it was all mixed together and it smelled so wonderful. Has anybody ever been in a worship service and all of a sudden you smell the um, wonderful aroma of the true and living God? Do you know how wonderful praise and worship smells to God? It's so wonderful. He has to inhabit the presence of his people, meaning he has to sit down. That's what it means to inhabit the presence of his people. It means that God sits down. It smells so good. He got to sit down. Hallelujah. But for those people, um, another emphasis that I wanted to, to place on today's message, something that the Lord said upon my heart is a lot of us are so giving, so caring, so kind. You're such a wonderful person. You've forgotten. You need to protect your oil. What happens with pure vessels? They have pure ingredients, pure contents of vessels. Some of us are so gifted and so kind. My mother, Lord bless her. She went to heaven six years ago. She was the most beautiful giving person that truly had a heart of gold. But some places where she would get hurt is she didn't have balance. I hate seeing churches, Christian businesses, and it's just, it's, it's something that it's, it's pretty controversial and taboo. Some churches own property. Some churches can afford to house the people of God, but when they charge them rent, you cannot charge $2.50 a month and still pay for, for utilities, for water, for insurance. The, the building eventually is going to need some maintenance. It's going to need paint. It's going to need a new roof. It, you cannot do that with people living in there paying $2.50. Where's the fairness in that? So I feel like the Lord wanted me to emphasize, don't be out of balance because there is nobody, nobody that deserves to be used in an improper manner in this day and age. Some people are so giving the gift to the point that it is not fair. It is not fair for you to ask for my oil because I did the work where much has been given, much is required. Some people see the Bishop Jakes and the Tom, uh, the, the Stephen Furtick's, the Bynum's, the Myers, the, the white family, the, um, um, the Warrens, 
and they, they see the prosperity. They see the huge churches. Oh, they own masses and masses of property and God supernaturally paid that off. Yes, he did. That does not give anybody the entitlement to come and expect that you need to pay $2.50 for rent if you stay in a church property. That's just as an example. It's, it's kind of a parable, if you will, that even in our own personal lives, like I, I often see with people over 65 in this country, in this day and age, likelihood nine times out of 10, people over 65 years old in this country are on a fixed income. You cannot keep on shelling out money to grown children that are perfectly able-bodied and can perfectly work. Everybody falls on hard times. Everybody needs help. But I'm saying within balance, your oil cannot just be given away. Let that sink in. Likelihood. There was this woman that I saw. I was really moved by her TikTok. She was from a um, a country of Asian descent, and I'm not sure exactly where, but in her culture, they believe um, whoever is American, whoever is making the most money, you're supposed to send money back home to the country. So because you have a better life, you're expected to do that. And she, I'm paraphrasing her story. I was so moved by her because she said, I'm not a daughter anymore. I'm just a wallet. When she used that word wallet, I can't remember all the phrasing that she said around that, but I'm like, wow, there is a fine line between giving out of generosity and being taken advantage of. And nobody has the right to take advantage of the anointing that is on your life. You can only give so much. In this day and time, the, the most powerful word that we can say is no. Joyce Meyer said it well as well. Sometimes the best way to help somebody is not to help them. Even people that are in leadership positions, there's only so much mentorship you can do. There's only so much help you can give. There is only so much you can compensate for before you before you find out, you know, this person just is not cutting it. They're not getting it. No, you can't have my oil. Go and get your own. We are coming to the point where I cannot pray for you about this anymore. You are determined to live your own life your own way. You know you need to stop smoking so you can stop having heart attacks. You know you need to eat better so you can stop having heart attacks. You know that, you know that, you know, you know you need to, to make up your mind, figure out a college major, stick to one thing and develop it. Slow down. Watch what you're doing before you jump to the next thing. No, you can't have my oil. For some of us, the best thing we can do with our phone is click, leave it off. No ringer, no social media. I'm not posting nothing. I just need to be with God. I need to recoup. I need to purify my oil. I need new oil. Sometimes when we, um, when we cook with oil at a high heat, even olive oil, we cause it to spoil. Oil that is sometimes cooked at high heat, we cause it to go rancid. It's not that it just goes slow from age. If you leave it out in the sun and you come back and the vessel that it's in is swollen, that's not a good sign. That's a sign that something might be rotten is because it's swollen. <coughs> Excuse me. So the only one that has enough anointing to go all the way around, the only one that needs to be as long suffering as God is God. There are some people we have to say no to. There are some things we cannot say yes to in this season. Why? Because I'm ready. I need to get ready to go in with the bridegroom. And this has nothing to do with your religion. It does not have anything to do with your, your, whatever your repetition is or whatever you've regurgitated like a parrot. Oh, if, uh, 
the anointing, the, the family that prays together stays together. Even though that saying is true, that is not in the Bible. I don't have time to go outside of God's word nowadays. I do not. Even in your own, uh, even in your personal dating life, I mean, balance is a part of life and we have to find it as Christians. No, I cannot undersell myself. No, I cannot oversell myself. No, I cannot keep on giving to this purpose and this cause and seeing no change. No, I cannot babysit your children with your grown self. You need to find childcare. No, there, it's it's so sad when I see so many people raising children that they did not intend on raising. That is not their that is not their child. They're raising grandchildren and things on a fixed income, body breaking down in a wheelchair, and all they become is a wallet after that age. No, this is not a babysitting service. No. You have to find child care elsewhere. Why? This person is in a wheelchair and cannot and cannot care for no two-year-old that is running around, bouncing off the walls, full of energy. I'm sorry, but for 18 years, that person did you. If they have to check their schedule before they babysit, before they agree to babysitting, that is what you have to abide by. As an example, I'm not saying anything personal. I'm just saying like, like Jesus using a parable that that's my parable. No, this person on a fixed income cannot keep on paying your bills. No. Why? Because that is a conversation I had to have with my mother. <laughs> my mother's like, I know that you're a poor college student, but have you ever heard of a job? <laughs> that was years and years ago, you know, come on. And after a while, you know, I got, got the hang of, you know, certain expenses and things like that. You know, you rode that gravy train from zero to 18. After 18, we're cutting the deck now. No more gravy train. You, you got this now. You got this. And it's funny because if she could see me now as one of our last conversations, and she said, you know, if there's anything I did right in my life, it was you, girl. <laughs> so, you know, we learn things through balance and we stay balanced through prayer. Prayer is the Christian's culture. That is one of my favorite things is I love to pray. And people, some people constantly, you know, I have been praying and God still hasn't moved on. Oh, maybe the answer is no. <laughs> just because you don't get the answer that you would like, just because he didn't say, just because he didn't tell you yes, God cannot tell us yes to everything. Everything is not good for us. Okay, you can pray over that food all that you want to, but you are going to take on excessive calories if you are eating the wrong things in short, in short increments, in large portions. Sooner or later, your body is going to say, hold on my blood pressure. <laughs> you know, we have to be people of of balance and a balanced vessel is one that is pure. The more pure the vessel, the more pure the ingredients inside of the vessel, the more pure the contents inside of the vessel. Hallelujah. Lord, I love God. I love the anointing. Uh, the anointing is one of my favorite subjects. If you have any questions about what I've spoken on today, uh, constructive advice is always welcome. And I love questions. If there's anything that you want to talk about on the podcast, please email me at queenesteem33 at gmail.com. Be on the lookout the first of the year. I'm hitting the ground running because uh, by the end of this month, my book, Queen Esteem, 33 Days of Restoration and Revelation is going into editing. It'll be finalized by the first of the year. First of the year is going into production. <clears throat> 
3323. It's going to be a, a lot of wedding dates for a lot of people, I'm sure. But that is when my book is launching, Queen Esteem. 33 days of restoration and revelation. We're going through the spiritual detoxification process before we go through our workbook and our story through the scope of the life of Leah. So in ending this message today, do you agree with God that you are anointed? If Jesus Christ the Messiah lives on the inside of you, your promises in your Bible are yes and amen through Christ Jesus. Yes, you have a right to healing. Yes, you have a right to eternal life and salvation. Yes, you have a right to live holy. There's certain things we, we should not partake in because they're not good for us. A pure vessel has pure contents and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You have a right to speak life over your own life and you have a right to live for God the way that he designed in Jesus name. And you have a right to say no to certain things that are going to cost you your oil that you paid an expensive price for that you laid down everything for in front of everybody. And it's okay to make a public profession, but if privately there is no change, there's no growth, there's no relationship, it's impossible to have a blessed life. Hallelujah. So until next time, Queen Chronicles, my name is Lysandra. I love you. God bless you. Drop prayer requests in the email. If you have questions, let me know. If you want to attend classes, hit me up. I love you. Bye-bye.